to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. We have to prepare our audience for the awesome that is the train wreck. Which of these is a typical multi-tool with the French Navy force? I don't stop. He's, oh, I just love putting it, reading he, every every, read, every podcast. I want to read that before I stop. He's read the card. Uh, <laughs> if he's ever feeling down, he just says uh, we should frame that. I should. That's Welcome to awesome. episode 117, the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Chris. Hello and welcome. Yes. So I didn't even realize you were hitting record then. Um, obviously. So we had a hiatus, a break ourselves. We did. Yes, last week. Uh, but I did listen to the uh, last week's podcast because it was like two years ago we recorded that. I'm like, what yep. the hell was that about? We have no idea. That Trev was and hilarious. Spain. That was it. Was actually really funny. Your your story on Trev was really funny. Mine was a little dry, but yeah, it was good. It was oh, good. Well, that's good. Check it out. Uh, make sure to check out the com or find us on whatever your podcasty app is yes. that you're using. Even iTunes if you are so unfortunate enough to have Apple. So anyway, uh, moving on, we got a whole bunch of stuff then to catch up on. We do. We? It's been a busy week and a half. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. Yep. Um, been up so to? what do you got here? You've got Southland Man Office Centre Remote. Oh, yeah, yeah. He... Um, uh, a very fancy trailer uh, got stolen, hydraulic trailer. So I think it tilts so it's and like lifts and stuff. it's like a normal trailer and it just has a tilt bed on it, hydraulic tilt bed. Mary Tyler Moore's just died. There we go, breaking news. Hello, hello, dude. Renee from hello, hello. Yes, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, sad. Uh, so this guy said um, the uh, he's got all the stuff uh, that goes with his trailer and it's no longer uh, any benefit to him. He wrote, we obviously got off on the wrong foot. We'd love to make it right. We'll do it just for the small charge of $16,800, which he hoped would cover the courier charge. Uh, Yeah, that's right, because the guy's taken the trailer but forgotten the brake unit, so it's got no brakes. Yeah, yeah. um, The trailer hasn't (laughs) got the remote control that actually makes it tip. And so the guy's, like, taking the piss in the the story, saying... um, yeah, look for annoyed neighbours because they have to shovel it instead of pressing the button that would tip it Yeah, out. so I think, like, hopefully people are onto it and go, that's a very weird trailer. Yeah. Like, well, not normal. I wonder how different it looks, you know, the hydraulics, obviously underneath, so... I think it'd just be bigger. Yeah. Just bigger than a normal trailer. I don't know that people are that observant. Mm, maybe. Okay, what else we got? Oh, I found this story about some frozen bodies. Uh, it's the... No, no, there's a Kiwi twist to it too. So there's a guy there, he's been frozen inside a thermal sleeping bag, immersed there for a while now. Oh yeah, this week, had technology been advanced enough to reanimate him, he would have celebrated 50 years in the deep freeze. So that's all good. It's a very good story, check it out. Um, See, I I don't think that's possible, this cryogenics reanimation. Well, they've got bodies and heads uh, and brains. Uh, but yeah. the, the uh, they revived a mammalian brain, that of a New Zealand white rabbit. Okay. Why didn't they just say rabbit? Like, I can't <laughs> imagine a New Zealand white rabbit's that special. Yeah, well, you know. Um, but, but the guy that set but, this up... But, so, what, correct me if I'm wrong. All cells contain uh, water. Uh, frozen water 
expands and it bursts the sides of the cells and it kills the cells, which is how gangrene and all that happen when you uh, get severe frostbite. So how are they going to revive broken cells? Wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, okay. But uh, the guy that came up with it was a television repairman and the president of the Cryonic Society of California. Uh, he'd been inspired by Siberian salamanders. And uh, this guy gave him 4200 bucks for a steel capsule and enough liquid nitrogen to keep his body below 200 So he packed up the body, put it in a wooden box, and loaded it into his, fa- his uh, Ford utility for temporary storage at the doctor's house. After a while, the doctor th- doctor's wife threatened to call the police. So it, it's a crazy story. It goes blah, blah, blah. And uh, basically he was running out of money to do it properly. So they were jamming them all into like one tube, one vat. So they're all like standing upright. How many bodies did he have? He ended up with lots. Oh, wow. uh, some of them started defrosting and uh, yeah, it didn't look good. Um, so if you were a Kickstarter and you put your money in to get your butt, you'd be annoyed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd want to look into what's actually happening. So uh, I thought that was interesting. Check that out. There's no recourse. You're already dead. Well, the families will come after you at some point. Well, yeah, no, they're like, well, if we bring them back, do we have to give the inheritance back? Nah, keep them on ice. Samsung finally figured out why their phones were blowing up. Oh, really? They've actually delayed their next uh, round of product launches so they can get it right. There's two well, different... Well, that's a good idea. I mean, you know, I'm not a genius business person or anything, but... That's a good idea. Let's create a product that doesn't blow up. In yeah, yeah. Places. So there's two separate faults with the batteries, and the story's pretty mundane. But I like the figures. They use 700 researchers and engineers to replicate the incidents, tested more than 200,000 devices and 30,000 batteries to make sure they worked it out perfectly. Yeah. They're just making up numbers now. No, they're not. They wouldn't make up numbers to their adoring fans and public that want to buy their products. Why would they do that? Okay, I'm going to give, put a, a, a nice story on here. Oh, okay, change. go. All right, so... Um, there Is was it a, about your mum's wedding? No, it's the tortoise. Uh, yeah, we won't talk about mum's wedding. <laughs> Too late. I've mentioned it. The tortoise. Um, so it's the tortoise, and it got uh, hit in the forest fire in some part of the world because I haven't actually read that bit of the story. <laughs> uh, that, that hasn't stopped you before. <laughs> no, no, I was watching the video, and you interrupted me before. So anyway... Um, we will put the video on the show notes at the Chris and Sam podcast um, slash. Was it the EP whole shell, or just a section of the shell? Uh, most of the shell around the, like if you call the lip around yeah. the outside, uh, was was still intact, but the the back of the tortoise was burnt and uh, visible. It's amazing it didn't cook alive. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, I mean, I don't know how, but um, so it wouldn't live. Uh, so they got. Um, Corn-based um, plastic. Yep, that's the best type. 3D printed the shell for it, and they put it on. It looks a bit naff because he's got this big white shell. So they got an artist to um, paint it up. Oh, that's good. For the original. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty cool. It, it's a great little video, um, and yeah, good unusual use for a um, 3D printer. Very good. Very good. So it's just about night. Night luging. Oh, I went night luging the other day. It was great. I still haven't done luging, luging. Right? So, uh, we will save up some money and go night luging because for thirty nine bucks, which is really cheap, you get five rides mm-hmm. after six thirty at night. Um, very good. So that's in Rotorua. Yep. 
took a while for my daughter to get uh, used to the braking system, but uh, after like the third go down the... She's done it before, though, isn't she? I, with me. She's been in the cart with me. This oh, is the right, first time right. she drove the cart herself. Ooh. And you pull back to brake, and she kept wanting to put it forward. Anyway, uh, she got good after three goes on the scenic, and then we went to intermediate, and then I had trouble catching her. <laughs> um, she was she, with your weight. That's surprising. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, she was um, just went real slow around the corners, but at one point she was wobbling so much I was waiting for her to fall out at great wow. speed. Uh, and in saying that, um, they had a letter in the paper last week in Rotorua, and it was a family. And they were. It was all about the thanks uh, to the uh, medical people and all that at Skyline Skyrides because their kid fell off the luge and is now going through a whole bunch of skin grafts and stuff. But they wanted to say big thanks. And according to my dad, they've been hiding that story. Uh, That's how he thinks. And I was like, why would they be publicly telling you about every accident that happens up there? Because there's always people breaking legs and stuff or arms. Yeah. It's dangerous stuff. So. It is. It is a little bit and, dangerous. I, I'm impressed you didn't like. Uh, what's the word? Moddy coddle your daughter and say no, 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 no. Uh, so it's, no, no, no. She's good. Um, but tri- you know what I'm saying. I think there's too many parents now. That well, the no, the <laughs> the first two times I had to be behind her behind her at all times in the car, and I just keep yelling out, "Pull back to break! Pull back to break!" I know. Stop yelling at me. Pull back to break. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, if I got ahead of her, go behind me. Okay. So, um, but one of the cool things was uh, you can hire a GoPro there and you get to save the memory card. Oh, wow. They just give it to you. And there's mounts on the helmets for um, GoPros. And a few people had their own. So there was one chick. She had a chest strap uh, and one on her helmet as well. So when she got in the car, we couldn't stop laughing because the chest one, the way she was sitting, it was just pointing at her crutch. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing else to see but some people because you're lying back right no you're still just sitting upright I don't know I so some people uh, thought it was you know they were feeling left out so one guy had his uh, had his phone tucked down the top of his hoodie and holding it under his chin <laughs> as he went down I was show like, me how this looks right now it's oh, hilarious it's uh, terrible so that was good very good uh, it got real dark I saw one guy fall off and slam into a wall it was great Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not 100% sure I'm keen on this now. It is. You'll love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, interesting on the news recently, um, and I've put it in twice. Was, That's uh, next on the list. Commu- commuter train is oh, we'll on the We'll get back to your mum in a minute. <laughs> for Hamilton. So, um, this is the commuter train between Hamilton and Auckland. So, for those uh, listeners overseas... Auckland's a major city of New Zealand. Almost a quarter of the population of the entire country is in Auckland, which is a slither of land. It's yeah, like a it's peninsula crazy. thing. So, of course, space is at a premium. You know, yeah. It's like we have these vast tracts of land everywhere else, but let's not build a big city there. Let's find the smallest piece of land and put it there. So, uh, anyway, and traffic is ridiculous because no infrastructure was being paid for in Auckland yeah, since the yeah. Auckland Harbour Bridge uh, in 1960-something. We don't have a train service from Hamilton to Auckland, which no. is about two hours away. Yeah. And anyone who's been to Europe or lived in Europe or, you know, even the UK or whatever just knows how ridiculous that is. So they're thinking about putting one in again. Now, the mayor of Hamilton goes, well, we're not going to pay for it. No. There's only uh, 150, 200,000 people in Hamilton. Yeah. Doesn't warrant spending mi- millions on this train. Because he reckons if you can't, if it's not high speed rail, and you can't get up there faster than you can on a bus or a car 
what's the point? Well, I don't know about that. I this is my view. Yeah, yeah. If it's a similar time, I'd be fine with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Similar time. If it's time. a lot slower, then then I'd be like, yeah. Eh. But it will take pressure off the traffic. Right. Yeah, well, you no, but there's a love affair with cars here. Everyone, no yeah, one carpools. Everyone, there's one person in every car. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you know, personally, when I used to go up for work, I'd much rather sit in the train on my laptop mucking around or even read a book than drive up because it stresses me out. And then you turn up for meetings all day, and then you're wiped out by the end of the day. You got to drive home. Yeah, that's the worst um, thing. So you know, I think commuter trains the way to go but it's that chicken and the egg thing right yeah they have to make it and make it work before people will use it they can't go half-assed and well we've got one that's going two days a week yeah and yeah. if that works then we'll do it no, yeah no it's they, not gonna work. but it, they, uh, it seems to be the way eh? people it's hard to get people behind things because they'll be like oh, we'll just see how it goes yeah no no it, just go full noise and become Hamiltron, the city of the future, and put your, you know... Totally agree. Make it great, better. Totally agree, and I think they have to do it, and I think we're so backwards because we aren't. Um, TEDx Scott Bass was uh, viewing weekend last weekend. Yes, explain what's happening there. So a uh, friend of mine, Trent Yo, he, uh, he runs TEDx uh, Queenstown. So yep. I met him last year when I went to TEDx Queenstown. Well, actually, I met him before that, but I, I saw him last year. There, um, incidentally, his brother, Johnio, um, runs TEDx Melbourne. Oh, nice! Yeah, keeping so, in the family. So yeah, um, but anyway, so he organised TEDx Scott Bass. So Scott Bass's sixtieth birthday was not this weekend; just gone the weekend before. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and uh, they ran a TEDx there. Incidentally, they well, interestingly, they didn't live stream it. Because the bandwidth outside out of Antarctica is so crap. Yeah, I can't imagine it being that good down there. So they recorded it all, and then the following weekend, they did three broadcast schedules for different time zones. They had 60 countries around the world listening and watching. Uh, We had a viewing party for TEDx Rukuru. We had about 20 people there, roughly. Um, It was really cool. In fact, one of the people there had just left Antarctica. She she missed... She missed the. She left three days before the um, the TEDx down there, and yeah. she was like praying for bad weather so she'd have to stay. <laughs> but she she left, so that was cool. So um, yeah, it was it was quite good. It was a good viewing party. We had some great speakers there. Um, Claudia Bennett is a name I'd never come across, and I'm going to be keeping an eye on her. She was amazing. Yes. Um, has done two tech startups in the US, successfully exited both, and I think she's back in New Zealand now, I'm not sure. Um, but her ideas on how to progress in a world where everybody's going to be looking for a job because automation, is it's really interesting. It's very interesting. So I actually want to rewatch that. It'll be uh, published on the TEDx network at some point. Um, and who else? Jeremy Moon. I was a little disappointed with Jeremy because he's a cool guy and he knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think his talk was that engaging, engaging as it could have been. Yeah. Me, that's me speaking like a coach. And uh, but, they, but he was good. Um, and I learned something, obviously, with the first speaker who was talking about glaciers and how the ice will come off of the Ross Shelf and all that sort of thing and 
increase um, sea level rise. Do you know if all the ice melted, North and South Poles, yes. they reckon the sea level rise would be up to 60 metres? Yep, I vaguely knew something like that. That is a ridiculous number. Oh, like yeah, two but, metres is but the wall's going to keep out the water. <laughs> Trump will build a wall. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Trump in a second. Or do we want to talk about that now? Oh, we can we'll go on with that. So, because well, I'm sick of opening my Facebook and seeing Trump every other story now. Like it's like it's it's too much. Uh, it is. They reckon he's going to sign more executive orders in a hundred days than Obama did in eight years. The way he's going. Well, yeah, because he's you already see- screwed the Dakota pipeline. Uh, did you see him do the um, abortion bill? And it's oh all the guys. There's just all those God, men staring, and it's so stupid. I cannot understand. I just can't. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. Like, I don't think women willy-nilly want to run out and have abortions. I don't think anybody really wants to do that. But when you get to that point that you have to make that decision, it's a big decision. Yeah. Don't make it harder. What yeah. the hell? Uh, did you see the... I uh, saw a really good post somewhere about... Did you see the one with... Uh, is Melina? This is wife, eh? Melina. When she smiles, when he turns around, yeah, yeah, and she looks back, and she doesn't smile, and that there was a whole breakdown I read about how I think I might have read the same narcissist one. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. Um. So there's a thing from the Guardian. We'll get the uh, link off. I've just published it on my Facebook page. Yeah. It on the Facebook page. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And it's a call for journalists to work together. So the German paper, I've forgotten what name it was was the ones that first came up with the Panama Papers. Oh, yeah. You know? And it was too big a story for them to handle. So they got half a dozen, dozen uh, papers around the world involved. In fact, I think there was 107 <coughs> journalist uh, businesses, whatever you call it. Organizations. Organizations in the U.S. alone Whoa. working on that. Yeah. Right? And so the Guardians sort of published this thing, and it says journalists need to work together with with Trump because it's ridiculous the way he's tre- treating journalists, divide and conquer, and all that. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things they suggest is if you get a, if somebody, if you're in the press room and somebody gets up and asks a question, and Trump dismisses them as a crap person, or whatever, yeah, that's what he did to CNN, and nobody stood up for him. The next person that he points to should ask exactly the same question. If they get cut, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, that's great. Yeah, uh, he said never been done before. But this is unprecedented times, and that's unity. That's what we've got to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that would be good. It would be good to see if they can work together. I was thinking, and I, and I wrote this in my post, I was thinking it would be awesome if they just stopped recording Trump. They didn't interview him. They didn't record him. They uh, <laughs> Stop beating the troll. Exactly. They just cursory sort of um, reporting on him. Today, President Trump did this. End of story. But they interview in depth all his appointees. Oh, it could be uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I wonder how, what would happen. What do you think would happen with Trump if that happened? Long he'd term. have a big hissy fit. And, oh, long term? I don't know. I think, he'd, I think he might have a breakdown. <laughs> oh, he'd, he'd have his own, um, he'd start his own network, probably. Just so you could talk whatever he wants. Like every other dictator of the universe, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so I I don't know. Um, any of my journo friends, check out the uh, that Guardian story. It was pretty good. There was more to it than what I've just said, um, obviously. But um, that was pretty cool. 
Um, so your, your mum. Yeah, all right. What's your mum up to? So, I'm. I plan some time off to go away next month, and it's the first time I've got leave from uh, your my current new job. job. Yep. Um, and I don't really have leave as such. And then the day I'm getting that leave. Uh, Mum texts me and she's like, oh, I know you're busy because you're always busy, but can you come down uh, the following Saturday from the day? Yep. I'm not, just not giving me the date. And because um, Peter and I are getting married. I was like, what? So Peter and her were a thing, oh, I don't know, eight years ago. They broke up like five years ago, maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, Peter, right. Peter had a stroke and ended up in hospital. Um Mum asked me to friend him on Facebook because you know he, he needs friends. He needs friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean he's a nice guy. He's, he's uh, a teetotaler bus driver. He's long long haul bus driver. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, and uh, yeah, nice enough guy and stuff. But um, so a bit yeah, out so, of the blue. So it's totally out of the how, blue. How um, do you think this wedding will be? Like, do you think? <laughs> it, no, no. Like, will it be low key in the backyard with ten people and a celebrant? Or we next level up, or how, how are you envisaging this I wedding? I can't imagine she'd have more than half a dozen people there. Okay. I honestly, I, I don't know. She's a unique individual, my mother. Um, well, she made you, so... Oh, dude. Um, so I I called my sisters, or got hold of my sisters to find out, you know, if they're going to go, because that would make it more likely that I'm going to yeah. go, right? Um, and one of them will... Um, with my nephew and niece, which is cool because I haven't seen them for like 12 years. Yeah. Um, and they're old and stuff now. Um, so that's cool. And um, But the other one, my other sister, and I didn't know any of this. This is why I don't live in that part, part of the island. Um, my other sister uh, hasn't talked to mum for years because mum said something nasty on Facebook about dad, which is probably a fair call. Yeah. They, they've been divorced for Ever. 40 years, something like that, yeah. I don't know, 30-odd um, years. So, um, and Val jumped on and defended Dad or said, you shouldn't say that sort of thing on Facebook, something yeah. like that. And then Mum sent Took back offense to every, that. every picture she had that Val had drawn as a baby, every little card, every memento of Val's posted it back to her and they haven't spoken since because that's how petty my mum is. I think this is going to be an amazing wedding. Oh, uh, no. I have actually got the time off, it looks like. I've put in for it, and, and the guy signed off on when it. When you are there, please get some photos. Uh, if she asks why, just say you've got an award-winning podcast uh, and just you know, uh, just make up some stuff. We must sort out that award. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I look forward to hearing all about that. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I don't know. That's it's going to be painful. It'll Whatever be great. Happens, it'll be painful. It'll be great. Um. So um. Children's Street. So I, <laughs> I, I was at work yesterday, last night, and I don't have my phone on me at work. Um. It's in the locker. So lunch break or dinner break, get the phone out, turn it on. There's a message from uh, Sandra Cleaver, who I haven't spoken to in ages. I spoke yeah. bumped into her in the street. Year or two ago, I don't know. Nice, nice check. Um, but I just haven't seen her because we used to work together years and years ago. And she goes, "Hope you enjoyed your coffee." And I was like, "Huh?" Uh-huh. And I assumed she'd sent it to the wrong person because what the hell is that about? Yeah. Um, I should have clicked last night because I got home, but I was tired. Got home eleven thirty or whatever, and um, 
my phone starts beeping when I get into the Wi-Fi yeah, zone of yeah. home, and I look, and there's a thing, a message from my niece, the young one. So Charlotte's about nine, oh, yeah. ish, I don't know, whatever. And so um, she could be twenty. Chris is <laughs> terrible with ages. Just saying. <laughs> oh no, she'd be under eighteen. I know that. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> Somewhere between 8 and 18. And so, yeah, so um, she goes, I saw you on Shortland Street. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah. when did we, I filmed that. It was late October, early November, something like that. Eh? Maybe late November. It was pretty late Cause in I, the No, because I thought I'd get to see it before Christmas. So I don't think it was Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. For that bit anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I, then I, you went I, back a couple of weeks later. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, true, because I forgot that I went twice. So the second time I had lines, but the first time I didn't, eh? First time was the money exchange, I think, with oh, the note. that hasn't happened yet. No. Well, well they might have cut it. But the second one's true. when you're selling a coffee machine or doing something. That's when yeah, you got more and, lines. Oh, well, no, 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 I didn't do any lines for the coffee oh, machine. I'm mining in the background. But you're more prominent, we think. Anyway, Possibly. we're not sure. So Possibly. he's going to come up again probably well, yeah, this well, week or next I, week. There was, we did film about five cents, so there was. Um, this might have been just me sitting in the back courtyard drinking coffee. Yeah, um, might also in the engagement party. Okay. Yeah, day, so. I think this was you sitting, um, maybe having coffee, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so anyway, uh, look forward to more I, messages. I will be on there more coming up by the sounds of it, um, which by this time you hear this podcast might have already happened. Exciting for anyway, someone. That's cool. Yeah, I just didn't know how many people watched Shorten Street because there's a whole bunch of uh, messages on my thing. And I'm like, if I'd seen me on there, I wouldn't recognize me. Like, I don't that's know how true. people re- recognize me on there. Anyway, that's all good. That's true. Okay, so um, you were going to mention something about parkrun? Yes, I did my very first parkrun last Saturday. Oh, really? You so, did a run? <laughs> that's a bit fact. That's a bit rough. <laughs> So, uh, thanks for that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Park Run is a free five-kilometer timed run held all around the world, 600 locations. Uh, you sign up, you get a barcode, and you just turn up, and you can run any of them anywhere. So, my cousin's right into it. She's up to 221 runs. Wow. Um, so, she's... She's quite fit, your cousin. Uh, she runs so she can eat cake. Um, that's what she does it for. That's not the sort of fit I was talking about, but that might answer my question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, she does the old triathlon and a lot of cycling. Um, but uh, Talpo had their very first one, so we went down to Talpo, and oh, right. uh, 128 people did the run. Oh, wow. And people drove from Wellington at, from 3 in the morning and Napier and all over the place because all these park run people are all crazy. So they oh, all wow. go to... So I think, the, I think there was like five people from Talpo there, and everyone else was out of town with. Um, so do you think you'll get into this park run then? Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. They do it at, um, around the lake here. Uh, it's 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Oh, every every Saturday? Every Saturday, yep. That's oh, all okay. volunteers do it, and uh, they you can be a volunteer. Uh, once you've done 50 runs, you get a free T-shirt. You get a free T-shirt at 100 runs, and my cousin's hoping to get her 250 T-shirt. And there's only one guy in the world that's done 500. He's the guy that created it. Oh, wow. Because he... Uh, Injured. So, and it's every country in the world, like all over the place? Yeah, all over the place. Oh, wow. So parkrun.co.nz for the New Zealand one. I think there's 16 locations in New Zealand. Okay. Uh, so I did it in 34 minutes and 52 seconds. And I came 80... That's pretty credible. I came 81st out of 128. And that run was there and back. So you did two and a half there and two and a half back. And I jogged the whole way nonstop. 
And uh, I think my legs have only just stopped uh, aching now. <laughs> when was that? On Saturday. Saturday, right. And we're recording this on Thursday morning for those of you yep. who want to do the math. <laughs> and I came third in my age grade, but there was only three of us in my age grade. <laughs> but but you can walk it. Heaps of people walking it with their kids and dogs and stuff. Um, and the slowest time was like an hour and 22 minutes, I think. You should get Tash into that hour of the flat, mate. Ah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have to give it a go, actually. Mm. All we're going to do is print out a barcode and take it with you. Yeah, okay. All right, I'll think about it. I, it's just the free T-shirt. I like free T-shirts. you got to do it 50 times. That's like a year. Yeah, well, I can do that. So I think that pretty much wraps us up for episode 117. Oh, except Saturday morning, so I'm working. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, you're out there. Oh, anyway, okay. So, yeah, 117's over and done with. Um we're interested to hear what anybody thought of last week's uh, stories, Trev and Spain. Um, and who out there has tried the chow chow and peanut butter toast? I'm going to try it next month when I'm uh, eating normal food again. Oh, that's right. I was like, why aren't you trying it now? That's right. You're on a diet. Have you told anybody about this whole food diet? It's not a diet. It's like a, um, I can't think of what the word is. It's a meal because it, you're only supposed to do it for 30 days and then you sort of just go back to whatever. I'm pretty sure that's a diet. No, they call it a um, something else. I can't think of right now. <laughs> a menu? <laughs> no, a uh, food. Uh, oh, it's not a cleanse. It's a uh, just a reset, basically. Okay. So just to explain what that is. Oh, it's everybody. just whole foods. No nothing, processed stuff, no sugar. Nothing with ingredients, basically. Yeah, that's the plan. So I've, I've woken up to the stench of bacon so many times this year, this month. You love it. It's just like, oh. Um, <laughs> that's right. I can live with it. You can live with it. Uh, so I'm. I mean, you've got to live with the peanut butter and chow chow. So, you know, I, that's I, can't, right. I, can't, I can't talk about it. I've got to shoot down Saturday to Hastings for a funeral. Uh, shot oh, yeah. down Monday, come back Tuesday, just real briefly to go see a dead body. Uh, that was okay. They were dead. I checked on that. Um, and. Did you take a photo? No. I. I was almost going to ask because, like, just document, because she looked like she was sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if anyone did, but I was like, I better not. Yeah, I actually would have probably done it. And the only reason I say that is I wish I had, or we did have, one of my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. And saw her. Even though it sounds a lot better, um, your person, than my grandmother. So my grandmother died, I was uh, 12, I think. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whoever did her up, yeah, like, yeah. she didn't have her glasses on. I'd never seen her without her glasses. She had lipstick on. I'd never seen her with lipstick. And they combed her hair in a totally different way. And I just came to the cop and went, who the hell's that? Like, at first. And then yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. So um, that's what I'm up to for this week. And um, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Chris and Sam Pod. Yep. Facebook, the Chris and Sam podcast, and the Chris the and Sam, Sam pod- podcast dot com. Yep, Yay. Um, yep, and we, let us know what you want to hear and everything else. So I'm going to ask a quick question of <laughs> Sam. Go, oh, no, they're terrible. They're like for kids or something. Go. Which of the Earth's layer is molten? The inner core, the outer core, the stiffer mantle, or the rigid mantle? Inner core. Outer core. Oh well, there we go. Woohoo! See, they're not for kids. Who wrote The Born Identity? Eric Van Lasbader, Tom Clancy, Richard, uh, Robert Ludlum, or Frederick Forsyth? Ludlum. 
You're right. Okay, well, that's right, us. Before he's getting carried away now. Okay. Read your other one and make you laugh. <laughs> okay. All right. See, see ya. ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.